hip hop culture and life from me Aaron yeah. Herzog and me Keenan Willis what is up Aaron you know what's up Keenan the uh the <laughs> the blood pressure of Philadelphia 76ers fans all over the world the oh, did, did something happen this week the oh something no lots of things <laughs> yes I don't know that you know what that is a good question Keenan did something happen this week? And I, <laughs> I asked that like, are yeah, the that's... are the things that happened this week things? Is is it truly Do something they... or a whole bunch of nothing? Yeah, uh huh. That yeah, that is a good question. What do you think? I th- I, th- I think it's I think it's a little bit of something. It's a uh, li- it, yeah. It could be a lot of something, uh, and it could also be nothing. I don't think any of it is. Well, some of it is a new something possibly uh i don't think any of it is truly new yeah because i think i think all the possibilities have at least been speculated at some point or like were at least speculated in real time okay yeah they were at least like sort of floated or talked about in abstract in the future you know even the stuff with Embiid eventually getting frustrated or Uh uh, possibly uh, you know eventually asking for a trade out of philadelphia and then you know yeah, that's all been speculated about because if there's one thing we know, they hate us. <laughs> Nobody likes us and we very much care. That's the one part of that. That's that's, that's true. False. Yes, we we care a whole lot. We care a whole lot. Yeah. You know, you can you can sing the part of the song where it says nobody likes us and and we very we very much care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we make it our whole identity, kind of. <laughs> you know, you don't write a song about it if you don't care. If you don't care, that's true. Yeah, uh huh. It's very true. Yeah, that is that is the uh, that is the sign of yeah. caring. Yeah. And I would say if there's nothing else that's true about Philadelphia sports fans is that we we run all the the scenarios. Like we think, we think about all of the ways things could go wrong. Oh, definitely. We are constantly all, like, waiting for the, the other shoe to. You're not going to drop a shoe on us that we haven't thought about it dropping no. already. Yeah, yeah. We've we've considered the many ways that yeah. it may drop. You are not going to surprise us because we think about how things can go wrong constantly. Yeah, we are yeah, never yeah, fully yeah. comfortable in living in the moment, <laughs> no matter what happens. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. what? I wonder if we just like had like a ther- like a mini therapy session that like is is connected to my whole entire life through the lens of Philadelphia sport. <laughs> we might have just cracked the case right there. Yeah, have yeah. I just been programmed <laughs> through my Philadelphia sports fandom to think about all of life like this? No matter how good things are going, it's like, oh, if it's going the best it ever could, that just means that the crash is going to be the biggest it ever has been. I I wonder if you if you looked at uh if you looked at voluntary mental health data across cities I wonder if Philadelphia as a whole has a higher than average or a lower than average uh you know rate of of anxiety anxiety yeah yeah specifically specific anxiety and like the 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 type of anxiety that can sometimes get misdiagnosed as depression because it's just anxiety because of the way I, that yeah. Yeah, yeah people yeah. people run these scenarios in their heads yeah i w- i wonder that'd be 
That's that is an interesting study. If we were scientists, that is something that we could <laughs> that we could study. The the rates of you know different like I don't know I I don't I don't want to call it like yeah I don't know like I don't want to say like different diagnoses. Health. I don't want to say, say yeah I don't want to say mental health issues because all of it's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want like I wonder if there are some fan bases where it's like healthy, but like specifically related to sports. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. are like Portland Trailblazers fans like more uh kind of mentally stable <laughs> because they're just happy to have a franchise and they're yeah, in their they're city. just they're just included, you know? It's, yeah, it's nice. They're just happy to be there. But like also, does that mean that they put all of their eggs in that basket? So like the highs are higher and the lows may be lower. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Or are they less? Are the, does that make them less like driven to succeed because they are just happy right. to be there? You know? Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. How does if I were a Blazers ooh. fan, I would I would be very I I would I would be very anxious if I was like a a Blazers fan our age or younger. Well, the, uh, the, I mean, Blazers fans our age or younger have seen a lot of the bad things go their way. That's what you know. That's what I'm saying. I would like, I would I would I would like you miss out. I feel on like Gordon, I would be pretty anxious. Greg Oden, Brandon Roy. But you, you, know? you had it. You had like, what was it? The 90, 91, 92 Blazers that went and made it to the finals that made it 90, to the final. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So like you, you had, you had that team, but yeah, there's been a lot that's gone the other way for you. Yeah. Just bad luck, injury stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, now then you've, you've dealt with Dame one foot in one foot out for the last I don't know, three, four seasons, you know? Yeah. Arvidas Sabonis. Don't forget him. Don't forget him being trapped behind the iron curtain. Yeah. You got you like you got a couple good years of Arvidas, but like nowhere near as prime. Prime Arvidas in the NBA. Kill it. Kill it. Yeah. I mean, he would have been on those. He would have been on that team that went to the finals. And that they probably would have beat. They the would have beat the they, Bulls. They, yeah, they probably. They would have. De- I mean, he beat. He mm-hmm. he beat up on uh, America. He beat up on. <laughs> yeah, who's, the Olympics. who's guarding him? Bill Cartwright. Like, come on. I think it was David Robinson. Oh no no no! no, oh, no. Mean I mean, I mean in, Bull- in, oh yeah, against the Bulls. Yeah, like who's he? Who's he got to deal with? No, that Blazers team with Arvidas, they beat the Bulls. Jordan's five and one, and the mystique is over. <laughs> Jordan's mystique is over. If Prime. Prime Arvidas is on the is on the Blazers. Yeah, that oof, oof, that'd be rough. Man, the one. Yeah, so so yeah, I probably I'd probably be pretty anxious if I were a Blazers fan. Oh, this is the this is too big of a topic to just kind of freestyle off the top of our heads. That's you know, true. that's true. We'll have to we'll have to come back to this one. Yeah, like I mean, some prime. I mean, I guess we could think of some like prime study subjects, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like a Boston sports fan who is uh, young, like a younger Boston sports fan, like someone intergenerational fandom has to be weird there. Yeah. Uh huh. Because they didn't win for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you have like, you know, people who expect championships. That's all you know. That's Mm -hmm. all you know. Yeah. Lakers fans, yeah. there's something going on mentally with Lakers fans. 
All right. Can I controversial, um, controversial statement, please. There's far fewer Lakers fans than you think. And you live in LA. I think there's far fewer Lakers fans than you really think. Well, nationally. Yeah. But I, I, I think, I think in LA, there's fewer Lakers fans than you think. Because the 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 fans are, you are like real fans or like, like real fans yeah. bandwagon. Because everybody I'm not even loves say hopping on the Lakers bandwagon. Yeah, when it's I'm not rolling. even gonna say bandwagon because like yeah, that's that's a given. But I'm saying just like actual fans. Yeah, like I understand. I understand Kobe was there, so there was still the Kobe appeal. But like. How many how many people watched like the 1415 Lakers versus like know. people that are watching now? You know, what I mean, like, oh yeah. I, I just like I, I obviously well, when the when the Lakers are rolling, they are you know probably the, the biggest draw in the sport, but like sports in Los Angeles and, and living here is you know, this isn't like a an original uh this isn't i'm not the only person to have this uh evaluation about the the Mm -hmm. status of sports in los angeles but it's nice here there's a lot of other things to do if things aren't going well with the sports team it's very easy to just go to the beach or you know just just check out real easy hang in a park or like just do go for a hike or something you know what i mean it's not like It's not like other places where it's just like this is what like east coast like this is what we live for you know Right. Right. But like even even when it's good, I feel like there's they're often more player fans. And maybe it's just the the you know the stature of player that has come through the Lakers organization. But like mm. I feel like you had a lot of Kobe fans. There are a lot that of Kobe also fans. that also like the Lakers. There were a lot of magic fans that by proxy like the Lakers, there were a lot of Shaq fans that I don't know. I like don't the Lakers, you know. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's like I don't know which way it goes. If it's like Lakers fans who like pick their guy because it's like in a certain era, and they're like, "I'm sure. a Kobe guy, I'm a Shaq guy, I'm a you sure. know, like whatever." Like I bet a lot of people like became Kobe guys really hardcore because Shaq left, and it was like, and right, and right. Kobe That's stayed. True. You know, but if it would have been the other way around, if like Kobe would have got his wish and like been traded to the Clippers or the Chicago or wherever he wanted to <laughs> yeah. go when they were going to do yeah. that, then like, then like I wonder if all those people would have like stuck behind Shaq. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, probably, probably In the yeah, same way. Certain, yeah, but like, I guess still, I guess it depends on how many <laughs> titles they won with Shaq once once Kobe left. Also true. And if they would have just blamed Shaq for for like, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But it is like it's it's a very it's an interesting like uh, type of fandom where they can like come in and out of it so easily and be so hardcore in when they are in and right. so off and just so hands off when they're not. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, it's a charmed life you know oh be. yeah uh-huh <laughs> and and it's uh yeah and they don't uh they they don't deserve the wins they don't they don't love the wins i'm gonna say they don't love the wins <laughs> the same way that other people love the wins they can't they can't appreciate it as much as other, especially when you're when you're in and out like that yeah there's people that just enjoy winning and being yeah. around winning mm-hmm. uh versus people that actually 
care about the the victory and you know is it I mean? and is it healthier like overall like for your life yeah probably, probably. yeah <laughs> probably where yeah. you don't hang on to everything <laughs> but you know not it's who who cares about health you know when you can have the passion or something you care about you know well because like, like if all it's... you care about is health you turn into that guy who's like sucking his son's blood so he can live to two, 200 and he like only eats like <laughs> like spinach and per you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah like if all you care about is what's healthy you know what i mean then you're just like you're just like doing like you're just constantly doing like yoga and breathing and you don't eat any you don't enjoy anything if you all you care about Chris is trigger yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's it's ridiculous and like you also miss out on i'm sure winning is fun when you just enjoy winning but like the the moments of true catharsis that have come from philadelphia championships yeah mm-hmm. great moments great how many moments. how many lakers fans have to call their or how many los angeles sports fans have to call their dad when there's a when there's a tie nobody nobody thinks i have like oh yeah another one great yeah nobody's (laughs) like oh i have to talk to my father because i haven't in a while and now i have a reason to (laughs) there's no los angeles sports fan who yeah yeah, exactly nobody lives their life like that no no No. Mm -mm. ridiculous no, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the first thing I did was call my dad. Uh, oh, and I man. talked to him yeah. pretty often. Yeah, yeah. I I remember when the Phillies won the World Series. I just I I just openly wept on the street. Yeah, and I was like, uh-huh. I don't know where all of this is coming from, but uh, that's just, I, yeah, it was such a moment of like, wow, that was great. We finally, like, we finally did it. But that's yeah. what you need. Yeah. You need the pain. Yeah. You know, you don't, you, you, you cannot truly appreciate sweetness without really, really being familiar with bitterness, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just what things taste like. Oh, yeah. We just win. Like, that's, yeah. that's how it goes. It is the it is the uh, the beauty and the the heartbreak of of being <laughs> a sports fan. So yeah, so is anything that happened this week <laughs> to the Philadelphia seventy sixers news? Is it is it new? Is it is it a thing at all, or is it just the thing? Is it just the thing that has been happening? So here's what I'll say: could could actually be something. The, the one theory, not really theory, but just like, you know, th- when you're running through scenarios of how this can go down, um, the one way I looked at this was, okay, potentially James, James knows that like his situation is, he can't, he can't really do much yeah. in his situation. He may feel, but be- he may feel betrayed. That may be his truth, but like, he can't really do much right All now. All he can do than- is whine. Yeah, other but, other than make it really uncomfortable. I mean, what is James Harden better at than whining? He's really good at it. James yeah, Harden good. is uh, arguably a better whiner than he is an NBA player, and he's one of the better better whiner than a winner. Yeah, well, he's yeah. definitely a better whiner than a winner, but <laughs> he may have more he he may have more uh, make things uncomfortable 
he he may have a deeper make things uncomfortable bag than he does <laughs> than he yeah, does no, on the offensive end of the floor in his prime. Truly, truly a transformational uh, make it uncomfortable player. Yeah, um, he's got all the moves. But, <laughs> but you know, I was thinking like maybe maybe he's just like, all right, I lost, but I'm gonna try to burn this down on my way out. Yeah, that did you see what Woj said yeah. on on the air the other day? I don't he think was so. like he was like the the leverage that James Harden has. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, he he opted into his contract, uh, so he doesn't have much. You know what I mean? He said he only wants to go yeah. to one place. You know yeah. everything we talked about last week, like how it doesn't really make sense and how he's trying to force a situation into one specific thing. Um, and he doesn't have much leverage there. But Woj had a great point where he said the leverage that James Harden has is making things bad for Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. And if the right. Sixers care about the future of Joel Embiid, they're going to want to just clear the air. So he so that that is his leverage. But like. That's, that's your man. That's supposed to be your man. Are you really going to do him dirty like that just I mean, so you can get what you you want? Yes. Yes, he is. James <laughs> Harden, it certainly seems like he doesn't care about anything but James but but himself. But sure. his 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 own self, which, you know, if you want to live like that, that's how you that's how you, you want to live, see how it comes back around. And it's, you know, chickens yeah. are coming home to roost for him right now. Nobody wants him. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay him and nobody wants to give anything up for him. Yeah. So, and here's the thing, this can be, this is the type of thing that like, it's a, it's a hard situation to navigate, but if you have, like, if you're the Sixers organization, you can have kind of honest talks with Joel Embiid to, to, sure. to try to like, sure. to try to see what's up, but to be like, Hey, you're our guy. Our focus is on you. Like to almost like poison him against James Harden, but James Harden's doing it himself. You know what I mean? Right. And like, right. apparently there was there was that report that Joel Embiid had like really worked on Harden over the summer to try to get him to stay in Philadelphia, and it didn't work. Yeah. So if that's yeah, but... if that's true, then it shouldn't be that hard to be like, you see that it's you see that it's him and not us, Joe. Like we're working right. for you. We're trying to get you the team around you that right. You know. Right. Yeah. You hope that, yeah, you hope that he, uh, you hope that he sees that, but then, you know, there's ever intentional Joel switching up his, uh, his Twitter bio, you know, so ah, he did, he did later tweet after that, talking about the, the union inter Miami game. And he, he, you know, used first person, third person, uh, you know, nouns or pronouns rather. Um, I'm, bl- I'm blanking on grammar right now. And about uh, about the about, union, uh, about, about Philly, yeah, about the union, about the city. Um, you know, he said we, us, yeah. our, you know, mm. those those things. So, um, you know, there's there's yeah, also good. like there's also just like turning your location on Twitter off. There's also just turning there is that, that that feature there is, off where there is you, that. Like, yeah, but like, that's I don't not think something this was I thought location, of. I don't though. think it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. there's there's like active location and then there's. Oh, OK. General location. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 That um, makes. OK. 
But yeah, I mean, you know, he is also a troll. The last and and here's the thing, he did he did this previously, um, you know I forget I forget what he tweeted, but like people were reading into his tweets. This was like maybe two weeks ago. Um, I don't know whether he liked something. I forget I forget what the situation was, but people were reading into it, and he responded to someone by like being like, "Look at my Twitter bio. My name is like Troel Embiid. Like mm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trolling you guys." Um, so like it may, and maybe that's what's going on now too, but like, it doesn't really, uh, that seems like too big of a troll, you know, like not, not the right time. And even if, <sighs> if you do think that, if you do think that's funny, like maybe reevaluate, um, maybe, the, maybe this is why you have also had a, a checkered postseason history, but, um, I mean, in in his, you know, to to slightly defend him, he has really turned off the trollness in the in in recent years. You know, his his social media he's activity. Down. He's is, turned it down. He's turned he it down turned it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's turned it down a lot since his the heyday of him being extremely online. Well, sure. Yeah, he's he's he has he has at least publicly matured a, a lot since becoming a father. Mm-hmm. Um you know he's he's calmed down but um i don't know i don't know it's just a lot to take in it's a lot to take in it is what do you what i don't know do you have any sort of like thoughts about what you see happening where this is going what so what are your predictions so i i think this can only end one way um it ends with us trading him to the Clippers, but when I don't know, uh, because there's okay. So here, here's one thing that can happen. The league takes this allegation seriously mm-hmm. or, or Harden formalizes his allegation. Yeah, that's true because we didn't really talk sense. about that. It is. It's a very yeah. vague. It's a very vague accusation. He just said yeah. Daryl Morey's a liar, which, you know, a lot of people have talked about. It could mean multiple things. It could mean sure. that like Harden expected or thought he was promised a bigger contract after originally signing a, a team friendly deal. Or he lied about saying, if you opt in, I will I will trade you, you know, sure. Or it's a misunderstanding and, you know, Maury used, you know, interesting language to like semi-promise something or say he'll do his best to trade you or whatever, you know. Sure, sure. And and I I think you'll recall that 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 was, at least from my my recollection, that was the specific language when the opt-in first came around from from the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that we will try our best to accommodate his request? Yeah. Uh huh. Um. But like, here's the thing: regardless of 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 what the potential lie was about, there's nothing he could have lied about that's legal. So like, it is. While it's va- a vague accusation, it is still like legitimately illegal. Whatever really? happened. Is saying like if you opt in, we'll try to trade you. Is that like you you can't have any sort of handshake deal that's like if you like if if you're talking about players making their decisions mm-hmm. um based on 
a promise. You can't have anything in place, you know, that is not on paper. Okay. And that's not like out in the open. And if, if any of those were made before James signed, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, well, the, the, the opt-in is a little grayer. The yeah, opt-in maybe, that's, maybe that's you can get more what I'm, that's, maybe I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. saying like, if, Hey, if you, a handshake deal where it's like, Hey, if you take less money this year, we'll take care of you on the back end later. Yeah. Obviously that's yeah. not legal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like saying like, you know, if James is like testing the free agent waters, nobody is giving him the deal he wants, you know, the, or like money that's what yeah. his opt-in would be and then like if the sixers are like hey if you want to you know like huh i guess I, yeah i'm just trying to think of how that it seems like it yeah. should be legal right like hey we'll try to I mean, trade you it was it, it would it would be during the period presumably it would be during the period where he was allowed to ne- to negotiate with them mm-hmm. if the accusation is that it was before that then you get into some trouble um, because you have, you know, players negotiating contracts and negotiating decisions before they're allowed to. Um, but if it's after, I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he kind of really doesn't have. It's it's really just Maury's reputation that's on the line versus anything else. Because it's like you know, all right, between Chris Paul's accusation back in Houston uh, that I feel like people forgot about, but is now oh, coming about, back up to like about Maury. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, a couple couple days before I got traded to OKC, he was like, You're not gonna get traded to OKC. And then boom, I was out. So but at least Chris Paul, if if I recall correctly, was like, I get it, it's business. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but he did you know he, but he, I am I am he gonna did make give me public. his word and then go back yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 So um, you know, there's that. So I I don't know. I, I like which like why do you know if what I you're mean? Maury yeah if you're Maury why do that why tell somebody you're not going to trade him I don't flat know out, maybe. Why, why say that flat out why not just say like why not just level with somebody and be like so maybe hey there's it's... deals on the table if they give us the, like you're you, you know you're Chris Paul you understand the business you know you've been traded yeah, a bunch of times you've seen you've let's go to s2e2 of winning time you've seen how this plays out but you know sometimes you sometimes deals change and maybe you let a player oh no you let a player know oh no that deal's dead not happening then all of a sudden something happens and you're like ownership says you got to make this deal or you know sometimes it's not your fault but but why say but why make the you are not why make the definitive statement you are not getting traded you know what I mean? Why you could say like you could say like the deal that was on the table isn't on the table anymore. You know what I mean? Like the deal we were talking about is dead. Like yeah, because maybe maybe talks maybe talks died. You know, and then revived again. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, like if, but if you're if, still if, if you're still open to trading him, if the right deal comes along, why tell him you're not going to trade him at all? Okay, so I'm not saying say, Maury didn't do it. I'm not sure, saying Maury sure, didn't do sure. it. I'm saying if he did, it's a dumb, it's a dumb thing to say. Sure. I'll, you know? I'll give you that. It's dumb. I'll give you that. Yeah. I don't think you um, should ever talk in absolutes when, unless it is an absolute. But like, 
have let, integrity is what I'm saying. Live by, you know, you let's say, your let's word, say you're Portland's GM. Let's say you're Portland's GM right now. Um, and you're talking to Dame, you're like, listen, like Miami's not really trying to give us anything of like real value. So like, we're not trading you to Miami just so you know, it's mm-hmm. not happening. Yeah. Um, and then Pat Riley calls two days later and is like, all right, fine. Like, you win. Well, I'll give you what I'll, I'll give you what you wanted. Well, you uh, like, you already word? you all already right, well. put conditions on it. You already put conditions on the statement. You said Miami is not offering what we need for you, so we are not trading you to Miami. That like kind of means it's based on their offer. Sure, but you know what we, I mean. But if you say all, today, all, all Chris told us, all Chris told us was he told me I wasn't going to get traded. We don't know. We don't know how it was phrased. All right. Well, could, that, yeah. But know, like, but if Chris is finessing his statements to make Maury look bad, which would you put that past Chris Paul at all? I I, I, I don't know. What's his What's his agenda? How does he How does he How does he benefit from bad mouthing Daryl Maury? Chris Paul, the man that constantly is working working everyone in the league. I'm not. The, I mean, I'm not saying the, he's not. I'm just saying NBA PA. Uh, president who I, you know, may have some may have some issues with Daryl Morey, and and you know maybe he's trying to create some leverage for players. I don't know. Chris Paul's got a lot of angles. Chris Paul sees a lot of angles. I would not put anything past him. This is the man that fucking smiled in uh, Steve Kerr's face, and then looked like he wanted to kill him after he turned his back on him. Like I, I would put nothing past Chris Paul. Yeah. I think I'm too, I think I'm too naive. I think I'm too, <laughs> I think I'm too, I'll say it, I think I'm too pure of a soul for this world. I <laughs> I think everything is just, I think what you, I think with me, what you see is what you get. And I assume that of others. Uh, and, and that makes me a real idiot. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm a I mark. Know. That's what I'm saying. I am an easy mark. <laughs> if you just tell me something, I will believe it and take you at your word and uh, oh, and man. think that you mean the best and not that you I there's no game theory at all with me. I don't think that you have your own agenda. I don't think that you have that you're trying to like get one o- over on me somehow. I just I just think that everyone has pure intentions. I'm walking around like a rube <laughs> just waiting to get took. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the salesperson in me. I've just been told, oh yeah, we're definitely going with you too many times. And then and then they lo don't, and behold, they do not. So they're using you for leverage. They're using yeah. they're, they're oh, like, yeah. hey, look at this deal that we have on paper from this other Yeah, we are we are totally actually interested in you and not just using you to get a better offer so that we can take this to our actual vendor. That's not happening at all. I, you know, that's probably why I couldn't hack it in the world of sales. I was just like, I don't, I don't care if you buy what I have to sell or not. Is it, do you, do you want it? Do you want it? Is, do you want okay. it? Yeah. Do you not? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's on you, man. If you don't want it, what, who am I to try to change your mind? Sure. 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 I'm with you. If you, that, I, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It, it all, depends on when you lose a deal when you lose a deal in the the last stages that's when it hurts but like your goal is if i'm not going to win this i'm going to lose this as quickly as possible 
Mm. So I mm-hmm. invest, you know, as little as possible of my time and resources and energy into this. Oh yeah, there's nothing worse than than putting a bunch of time in for something and not, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like those are those are the ones that sting, um, yeah. and that's why you know I I I always am looking for. How how is someone really trying to play this one? You know what is what what are they really saying with this statement? Yeah, uh, uh, that um, uh, I I might have I'm trying to I'm trying to think before I tell this story if I act if I told it on the podcast before, but I'll just go into <laughs> it anyway. That a similar mentality to that got me in somewhat of hot water when I worked for Sprint in the cell phone store. We had like Mm. a super we had a super busy day. It was like probably around the holidays or something. And uh, somebody came in and they were really like I got them in the queue like I I was next. So I got them Uh, and they were really dilly dallying around. You know, I was like showing them phones. I was like talking about stuff. And I was just like, you know. Very typical like cell phone stuff at the time, which is like 2008, 2009, whenever this was, you know, Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, how do you use your phone? Do you just make calls or do you want to use the Internet for it? Do you want to like, you know, do you want something? And they were just like, just like, oh, I don't know. What is that? What? Huh? Like, how does one use the Internet on their phone? Just like being being the dumbest person of all time. You know what I mean? And just like I was just like, well, if we, you know, talk like talk about what you might want to do like you know like will you know we can find a phone for you and they were just like nothing they were giving me nothing like they had <laughs> never heard of a cell phone before in their life you know oh, that's and i was just worst. like i was just like okay and like just like people like stores packed so i was just like all right how about like just kind of look around look at some phones and then come back and grab me when like you want to talk a little bit more you know and then yeah this person like left or whatever. And like, I went about, and it, it turns out they were a secret shopper. Oh no. <laughs> and I got like, I got a report and the, the manager like read it at one of our weekly sales meetings and he didn't call me out. Like the manager was nice. He was just like, this is a, this is a, you know, this is a report we got from a secret shopper. And I knew it was me just from everything that said, <laughs> like one of the things was just like, yeah, it what like, and this secret shopper was like, they were a, they were shitty. They were a shitty per like because they like they took one they took their job way too seriously. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they like they like finessed it. They were just like, oh, I'm gonna be like an asshole, and yeah. then like hope that they and you know what I mean. Like I, I'm gonna be an but they wrote like it's like he didn't even want to sell me a phone, and I was like, yeah, because of how you were acting, you. Oh, they were a real. That's they were the, like some sort of worst. like narc ass cop of like a secret yeah. shopper. Yeah. And it was You're like, supposed to just get an average experience. You're not supposed yeah, to uh-huh. set up these ridiculous scenarios. Yeah, yeah. They were like some kind of like an undercover like boss. method like... actor. They were just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Where they like pretended they didn't even know what a cell phone was. And it was just like, yeah. all right, if you're this dumb, you are beyond help. <laughs> Why are you here then? What do you yeah. want? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so that that was my I'm not investing time because I know you're not gonna do anything. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just sometimes you just know right from the gate. You're like, nah, <laughs> this is, this isn't gonna be worth it. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I'd been working in the store long enough to know somebody who was just like, you know, window shopping for lack of a better yeah. term. And like, you know, yeah. oh, you have AC. It's hot outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, they just happened to get 
sign up on Craigslist for, <laughs> you know, to make twenty dollars to, to feel powerful for a day. Yeah. Ugh. Worse. That's, what a what a terrible what, what a, a terrible terrible abuse of power. What I know. I was gonna say what what a perfect example of like any tiny little bit of power completely yeah. corrupts pe- some people. God, that's uh that's so weak. <laughs> I have no respect. I have no respect for you if you're a secret shopper. And and I'll tell you this: secret <laughs> secret shoppers might be on my mind because I'm I'm trying to write a movie, a comedy movie about about people who are secret shoppers right now. And I think wow. it is a I think it is a gold mine. I think it I is like a, that. I think it's a gold mine of opportunity. I'll 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 drop that little bit. So I'm I'm working on like an outline for it now. I, I yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Will there be someone who takes their job way too seriously? Of course there is. <laughs> oh yeah. That's oh, that's yeah, that that is a gold bud. Uh, that's no, a good one. Nobody steal that. <laughs> if you are one of the eight listeners to this podcast and you write a movie about secret shoppers, I will know. There are we'll not know that, exactly there are who not you are. that many of you. <laughs> And I will know if you stole it from this podcast. If one of you suddenly becomes a writer and writes a script, who we could, uh, if one of you who we could name by name right now, we, uh, we, we appreciate that you're listening and we love, we love that you're in on this conversation. Absolutely. That Keenan and I have every week. <laughs> but don't steal our shit because I will come for you. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's real. That's real. Uh speaking of people stealing people's shit and who deserve to be came for. Uh, it was oh, revealed. Oh man. I don't even know the I don't even know the family name and I'm not going to look it up, but who cares? They're yeah. the Bullocks. They're the Bullocks. I, the Bullocks. Yeah. That's that's their name. The uh yeah, Michael Orr uh Ugh. you know um uh uh professional football player subject of uh the Michael Lewis book the blind side guy who was misrepresented in the movie the blind side yeah he let it he he recently uh told the world that while he thought he was adopted he was actually tricked into signing himself into a conservatorship. He just got conservator. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is this is peak just, white this is peak white people bullshit. Let's just call it what it is. That that's like modern day slavery. It you know they just what else is it? This, they they just, just took him and acted like they were yeah and tricked him in the providing signing you away with a his... home yeah we're providing you with food you work for us but you know it's okay like you can sit with us at the table we'll give you a room we're gonna take all of the profit don't worry we're gonna take all the profit of yeah. your story well yeah ridiculous this is it's some of the most evil 
shit. Yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. Like if you think colleges are predatory, passing themselves off as some sort of hero white saviors, Ooh. getting a like a book and a movie made about how great you are because you you saved some guy who didn't need who didn't need saving. Yeah, I feel like it's often reported like, oh, they got him and like taught him how to play football. He was already playing football. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, and he was already in like a fancy school. Yeah. You just took him. Yeah. You just gave him like a a a little bit of a nicer house to stay in or something. What like what was I like? What was the what is what is the actual okay. truth of his situation? Do we even know? Like was he like in a a bad household? Was he in a house like was what like were his parents like out of the picture? I'm, like I don't even know the honest. truth of the story. I, I I don't know and like I really don't care. Cause oh, like, I don't oh I don't care either. Like it's like it does just a it ridiculous situation. No, yeah. I'm not asking because it makes anything better. <laughs> sure. I'm ask I'm asking to try to uncover like why it's even like work like why how, what, how bad why, was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, why what they did wasn't even that good. Like they didn't even give him that much, is what I was trying to say. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you see the part of the story where he started to get he started to get suspicious of them when like because of his portrayal in the movie? Because they like no. poor, yeah. So like so I think someone asked him like when he started. Uh I saw this on Twitter. So in an interview, someone asked him when he started to get like skeptical or have like, you know, be like, oh, maybe they you know, didn't have as good of motives. And he said when he saw the movie, they like portrayed him as being like, like mentally handicapped in some way in yeah. the movie yeah, or like yeah, yeah. slower, like learning disabled or something. And he it's was, like, he was a magical Negro. He was, he like in real life, he was like an honor student and stuff. And he was like, Oh, if they're Ridiculous. letting me be portrayed like this in the movie for the sake of like the story or something like that, they, Maybe maybe they didn't always have my best interest in mind. Ridiculous. Yeah, I here's my question, actually. That's because well, I, I I feel like there's been a lot of well, I I'm I'm gonna take this in a different direction. So if you got if you got something. Oh no, I was yeah. I was just gonna say what what should be what should be done to them. <laughs> like I was just gonna say what well, what do these people deserve? Well, so I, I I think that's a deeper question and it, it does go with where I was going. I feel like there's been a lot of like, oh, that's so weird. Like this joke actually gets validated. This joke from like 10 years ago gets validated. Um, you know, like, oh, this sketch that, that Peyton Manning did is like even funnier now when you know this real story. There's part of me that's like, how many people actually knew what was going on? This all because there it was this like a was this like a Bill Cosby secret, like like an open secret? It like in the NFL world, you know that's that's my question. That he was like under a conservatorship. That, that the, no, just that the story was like kind of bullshit. I don't know, because it feels like there's been a lot of like spot on jokes over the years about this. And maybe that's just from the volume of 
you know, jokes that were made around the time the blind side came out. Like there's a yeah. lot of late night TV that you got to fill. I mean, like, I feel like it's a, like, it's a pretty easy joke to make that like some like, you know, like white family comes along and like finds yeah. a prodigy who might need a little bit of help and like latches themselves onto him. And like, it was pretty, like, it's pretty clear that they're leeches from the beginning. Right. Sure. Sure. It's sure, pretty sure. clear that like they weren't, like they were they were out for something right sure yeah um we just didn't know how actually much they were out like how much they were actually out for you know but like there there was a i don't know if it was a peyton manning like sb sketch or something about this that was like pretty much exactly what happened it was like they just rolled up on him on the road because it was like interspliced with actual footage from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peyton, he was just like, no, like, I don't I don't need your help. Like, I'm. I'm doing just fine by myself. Like, what are you what are you talking about? And there is, you know, like it was just it was just like oddly spot on uh, in terms of the approach. And then like while I was in the house, he's like, no, like I, I. I was fine. You guys are just taking me like you're holding me against my own will. Like, yeah, it was very, it was very weird. I don't know. And there were like a couple of a couple of other examples of like oddly spot on statements about this through the years. I was like, oh, I wonder like because so from- it, it also seems weird. Like, why you just figured this out? <laughs> like you just you just figured it out. Yeah. The blind side was this is what 20 years ago it's at this point in terms of real in terms of real time like what the, actually happened oh yeah the book was 2006 you know so yeah yeah what actually happened was like 20 years ago so apparently from what i read um from what i so from what i read the conservatorship was for profits from the movie so it Cause I, yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, how deep did this go? Like how much did they end mm-hmm. up like taking from him? And it was profits yeah. from the movie. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm reading is that the family, uh, whose name I found, but I'm not, I'm still not going to say yeah, family. I, I pronounce that. <laughs> the, uh, oh, I'm not going to say it anyway, even if I knew how, but the, uh, the, let's see, it paid them $225,000 each for the parents and their two birth children. And that they also got in the deal 2.5% of the film's defined net proceeds, uh, which brings up another solid deal. (laughs) But it brings up another uh, point that we've been talking about recently. The film uh, earned more than $300 million in theaters, um, but because of the uh the the way studios work uh they just say they never say you know when people have deals like that they never say that a that a movie is profitable right like they like studios still claim that star wars is in the red right right like like that they they do accounting tricks to like never pay people on those points when you when you look at what we what we spent to promote this exactly yeah Uh uh-huh and like, yeah, most, you know, all that, that George Lucas money from Star Wars was on like merchandise because he was able to get like the, the rights for like toys and stuff like that. So that's where Lucas made his, his money from Star Wars, uh, not actually on like profits from the movie because like studios will like, accounting the shit out of things. So they like yeah. technically yeah. never show a profit. And it's just like, yeah. 
I like, which is like, how do you run as a business then? Like, if you're just like, are you just like constantly operate? Like, if none of your movies ever make money, are you just how do you have shareholders? How are you a publicly traded company? How are Dude. you giving profits to anyone if the thing you do, which is make movies, is always at a loss? Dude, the world of corporate accounting and finance is wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's wild. And I'm in like a, a tiny sliver of it. Um, and you see some like wild stuff. It, it's, it's yeah, it's absolutely crazy. This, the entire economy is like, it, pe- people think like believing in religion is like a fallacy. Believing in the U.S. economy is a fallacy. <laughs> it's all predicated on lies. Oh, yeah. It's all just like... like- speculation and yes like yeah and even the stuff that you like think you know to be true probably isn't true it is funny because like when you're a little kid like you ask questions about like you ask questions about that and like you know i like i remember being like well like how is a dollar like you know what is it like you know backed by or like work like how does it work and like like i remember no one ever really being able to explain it to me and like i like as a kid kid as a kid, I think it was like mostly like, oh, you're a kid, you wouldn't understand it. But it's like, I don't think the adults I was talking to understood it either. Because like no. you like because it is all a house of cards and it'll just fall like if like, you know, yeah. it could just very easily just like, you know, it's just faith. It's just like it That's it literally it is. is. You just have to have all faith it in it. And like people need to you, you need people to buy into the system so the system keeps perpetuating itself. Because yeah. there is really nothing, you know. That's how, like, I I know we're we're wandering way off topic right now, but like, that's how that's how a a Madoff sized Ponzi scheme can happen as at as large of a scale as it did. Oh for yeah, as long as it did, because people are already bought into the fact that things work just, like this. Yeah, you just, just like you well, just want to believe that it's true. You're like, yeah, all right, yeah, uh-huh. like this is sure, yeah. I'm not going to ask questions because we're all, we're all making money off of this. So like no one's going to ask too many questions. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, once you start like asking questions about that, you have to ask questions about other things. And then it's yeah. just like, and you're like, nah, never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm in a good uh-huh. spot. I'm in a good spot. I don't need to know. Just yeah. keep Just keep me good. It's just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to live in a hunt in a hut and just, and just hunt and, and, and farm. So <laughs> This is fine. This is working for me. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to go back to the to the Stone Age or whatever. You know what? We we invented something and as long as people uh believe in it and you know. Yeah. Yeah. And all I won't pay attention to all the people who it it doesn't benefit and who it it you know keeps keeps pressed. Not my problem. They don't they don't believe enough. Yeah, they, they just, just don't believe in the system. More. All you got to do is believe in the system a little, a little bit more. Trust and the process. It, yeah, so it will work it. for you. <laughs> God, ah, uh, we got economy there. That's what that's what the blind side <laughs> refers to. Everybody not looking at how the economy actually works. <laughs> that's what the blind. Yeah, that's what the blind side yeah. is. Yeah. Jeez. People not paying attention. 
Look, yeah, we're not yeah. we're not a conspiracy podcast. We're a tell it how it because we, we, we don't have any stories about how it's actually working. We just know that it's not real. We don't we don't know. We don't you know, that's why that's why it's so easy to be like, these are reptilian lizard people, because it's like what like, I mean. Yeah, what is what is the answer? What talk is? talk about talk about grifts. What is her? What's her angle? Did you see the the whose angle? The the airplane lady finally had a public statement. Yeah, I, I I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw her be like, "Oh, this was my worst." You were you saw me at my worst moments, and yeah. the, you know that's all I really paid attention. Like, what else did she say? Just know that it ended with a website launch. That's all you need to know. Really, a website launch for what? She she's like, come join me in my quest. I've learned so much about like online bullying and things like that. That like I'm now going to devote my time and energy to trying to to help this situation. So like, come to my website and like we can talk about how. So she. We can... So what you're saying is she acted crazy on a plane and had somebody taper on purpose, so all this could happen, so she could launch some sort of. Maybe sort of business. Maybe this I don't know. Is grift. This is what's I'm going not on. With it? I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm saying like I think I think this reemergence is a grift. Because she did. She if you she wait was just this like, long, she was just like, how can I? How can I capitalize on this? Well, I think it's yeah. You you either you either have an immediate panic and it's like, how can I fall into obscurity and have this just go away as quickly as possible? I mean, here's how here's how like ridiculous the whole situation. I just googled plain lady, mm-hmm. and it came up plain. Oh, of course, lady. Yeah, of course, plain lady, and she's the first whatever page like nothing but her. Not e- not even like did you mean pl. A-I-N. No, no, not even that. Plain just, lady. Just no, plain just oh, lady. you you absolutely meant yeah. this lady on the plane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Um, but like you don't wait that long and then say nothing. Yeah. And she said nothing in that video. Mm-hmm. I have uh okay, so this is sort of on topic and it's sort of not on topic, but I had a, I think it was this morning when I was out for my walk. I had I was thinking about either this or this story or some other story, but I just it just dinged in my head. Okay, mm-hmm. remember when we were in college and it was all the rage for like it was like the, those shows like I love the eighties, I love the nineties, mm-hmm. you know, where it was just like yeah. group of talking. It was you know easily produced group of talking heads. People talking about like things that captured everyone's attention for the decade. And there were like, yeah. you know, they did like multiple series of all of them where they did one episode for, sure. for every everybody, you know, anyone listening to this probably remembers that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it is impossible. Like it will be impossible to do that <laughs> any decade from like the 2010s on. There yeah. is no it's, more. It's too much. It's there, too much. Well, there's too much because like. There's no more like mon like monoculture is one thing, you know what I mean? Like there's no more things sure. that like capture everyone's attention across the board like they used to. And the things that capture a lot of people's attention are so brief and fleet. I like you can't right, remember right. there's a thing that everybody talks about for like two days and then and then you don't remember it a week later. Yeah, you forget it a week later. Like those yeah. types of shows are like impossible to make anymore. 
because nothing has any sort of like staying power or lasting power or anything like that in terms of like things that mm-hmm. capture the culture. Which is yeah, weird I think... because it's like you on the one hand, things like we're we're so much more connected now, like through the Internet. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I guess that contributes to it and takes away from it because more things can like rise and fall. Like the cycle is so much quicker. It's oh, it's 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 like that. But yeah, I, I I was thinking the only way for that to potentially survive is you just have to make it like very narrow. Like it's like specific affinity group. We're gonna go through the last oh, ten years like, for you. Like I love the '90s basketball. I love the '90s yeah. movies. I or you know I love the 2010s. You know music. Well, like so just I very. Was, I was thinking more like, like like you, you think how like Twitter and Reddit have created very like tight communities. Mm-hmm. I think you would yeah. almost have to do it like. I love the 2020s black Twitter edition, like, yeah, like that narrow mm, because it's okay. like, okay, what are all the things that like this group had those moments and probably re- recognizes those a little more because those, those cycles while long in the national picture and in uh, the global picture can still have longer cycles, like within the smaller, in, within a narrow group. Yeah. Like, okay. The, uh, the Alabama uh, boat thing from a, a, a week ago, the fight. Mm-hmm. The, oh um, yeah, with the folding chair. The, yeah, the fate, the fade in the water, if you will. Um, that had a national moment, had like uh-huh. two, three days nationally. Very but I quick. Think it's, yes, it's still having a moment in in certain groups. I mm. I still see content about it. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't think, you know, Joe Q America probably doesn't see as much content about it. So, like, I think you could you could make it like niche okay. like that. Yeah. Maybe. So just, but... so just like everything else, it's getting more it's getting more hyper focused and localized. Yeah. And like, you know, the algorithmically for you. Yeah. Everything yeah. is yeah, just actually, becoming more that's, focused and like insular. That's probably the way you have to do it. You. You couldn't have, you couldn't have like celebrities do it. It would just be like your Spotify wrapped, basically. Yeah. Like here's here's the here's the last ten years and stories that mattered to you in terms yeah. of what you consumed and what I kind of what we presented to you and things yeah. like that. I kind of hate. I kind of hate this. I hate it. Oh, it's terrible because it it's it like, just it's it reinforces the echo chamber. Yeah, it reinforces the echo echo chamber. It individualizes people. It makes us feel less connected to everyone. Like it might make us feel more connected to like a small group of people who are exactly like us or just have right. the exact same interests as us. But it like kind of like like there's no collective, co- like there's no collective like we are all together in this. You know what I mean? Like it's it's further splitting people up and it's it's just like, you know, the conspiracy theory podcast would say this is just another divide and conquer technique. And it I, like it well, kind of, would, yeah, it kind I, of is because, I, yeah, I think the only things that really have those that staying power and that permanence are things that are also very polarized. Mm-hmm. Like what are what are those last few 
situations, at least, and I won't even say globally, I'll at least say just for the U.S. What are those last few situations like? January sixth. January sixth. That's the, means yeah. a lot. A lot of a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, that definitely um, makes the I love the 2020s. I love the 2020. <laughs> January sixth is yeah. That's that's in there. I guess. Um, like George Floyd. That's the you know chronologically. You know, like chronologically, chronologically, I love the 2020 starts with January sixth. That's the first thing Michael E. No. Black is talking about. No. No. What's before COVID. January 6th? COVID, dog. That's that's March. That's that's after January 6th. January 6th was, oh, was 2021. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was 2021. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. got a, you got a whole year I'm of COVID, sorry. baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, I yeah. just I was just like, oh, 2020. That was 2020. No, it was 2021. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but like that that, oh, starts, so that starts episode, episode like two. four. <laughs> I get well, yeah. yeah. If you just you, if you go one episode per year, or you know, COVID's gonna COVID's gonna have some COVID's gonna get some time. That's a two part episode. That was another. That was another very funny thing about it because it was like by the time they got around to like I love the eighties three D, it's like all right, what is the what is the third string of things that happened in nineteen eighty three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Like the third hour oh. of of material on like nineteen eighty three specific material. What's, they were what's like the freshman oh, there was, from this. Oh, the fourth Dirty Harry movie came out. <laughs> I guess. But see, here's the thing: you would have no shortage of you. You could make as many sequels as you wanted from the from the twenty tens, the twenty twenties. Oh yeah, so- because of how many thi- how many things just like blow up and then go away. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's 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 weird to think that we probably won't well, let me rephrase that. The only moments that will truly have that same level of permanence will probably either be bad or super polarizing. Or catastrophic. They'll be bad or right. catastrophically bad. Right. <laughs> They'll be like, right. well, well, another uh continent was wiped off the planet today with you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like I I just uh I saw a trailer that there's a do you remember Shusha? Uh that that, that uh it rings a bell. Is that a sh- like a kid show? She, yeah, it was like it was like a kid show with music. That, it was like a, yeah. a lady. I think she was kind of hot. Yes. <laughs> she she was she was kind of hot. Um she was Brazilian, yes. I believe or Argentine, well, one of goes, the two. Goes hand in Brazilian. hand with being hot. Yes. Yeah. I did. I did not know that she was Brazilian at the time, but yeah, the show, it was, it was, I feel like it was big here, but we like caught the end of it. We might. Yeah. I was going to say, I I think I was a little too old. Like my sisters might've watched it or so, you know, who were like a couple years younger than me. Yeah. But I, I I remember I was very aware of it. It rings a bell. Um, and it was much bigger globally. And there's a whole documentary about that. And I was like, I, a document a documentary about about shusha yeah yeah uh because she uh she's like coming to terms with like i set terrible standards for for young girls in terms of you know oh interesting like what people were striving towards and things like that and like she's having a whole reckoning with it now at age 60 um and I think they're like trying to tie it to the Barbie movie and something like that. But I was going to say that sounds yeah. like right tied in with like the kind of themes of the Barbie movie. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, 
yeah um it seems it seems relevant and it seems like it makes sense uh but like that was something I, I complete memory unlocked. Like I, the the minute I saw it, I was like, "Oh yes, I remember this." The theme song pops right back in my head. I, like all of that. How do you spell shit? It was back. with an X, right? It was it was X U X U. Okay. Or X X U X A maybe. I'm just trying to. Yeah, X U. Yeah, X U X A. All right, maybe. Maybe not as maybe not as hot as I remember. It's 90s hot. <laughs> or yeah, early 90s hot. Yeah. Or like there's been multiple American Gladiators documentaries this year. Oh, Shusha was Brazil's bar. So there was, I mean, I guess this is just a New York Times article from two days ago, but yeah, so it it is just like saying it was like kind of like Barbie. Here's a picture of her with Pele. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Shusha. Wow. Would have never, would have never thought of that on my own. I probably would not have volunteered that either, but I saw it and I was like, oh, yep. It, it, it all, it all just locked right back into place. Um, I feel like, it's hard to have, it's going to be really hard to have those moments now because like the ones that stick, you won't forget about probably it's, um, there's like, I feel like there's a f- a rare lighthearted ones, you know, like there'll be like weird one hit wonders maybe mm-hmm. that might get you that like people were like, Oh, remember like Psy and Gangnam style. That was a fun uh- and then it's Moment, like, oh, kind of. And then you look <laughs> and it has like a hundred billion views on YouTube <laughs> right. or something like <laughs> right. that. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is the most viewed thing ever on this platform. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I remember that. And it like. Strange. And it doesn't have. It also like it like not only do you like. Well, I guess this goes hand in hand. I was going to say, not only do you forget about it, but it has no real like val. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you like, I love the '80s. I love the '90s. It like, it like you'd watch you watch that because you wanted to see things that like you were nostalgic about and like is tied in, right. you know, to things like that. And maybe it's because we're older or something. But like when you when someone is like, oh, remember Gangnam Style? The answer is, oh yeah. It's not like a rush of like oh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's not like a rush of like pleasure and like oh i have such great memories tied into that song or watching that video or like the time of my life that that came along because when we were in college right we were in college when gang yeah. or like a little after yeah maybe even after yeah like yeah i don't think there's as many like yeah, and maybe it's just because it's a different period of our life where we're not like like where we are more like adult like adults for things like that and not like children so the nostalgia is different but maybe I don't know. It it doesn't seem that oh, like yeah, well after. That was 2012. Things, oh, okay. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like things like that like hit as hard with people. I also think that um some of it is like you watch those because you remember it and you like 
got a story that you might not have known from from like an i love the 80s you're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i remember this and then like they bring up an interesting fact and you're like huh yeah didn't know that whereas like now there's a documentary on hulu three um, days like immediately three days later you yeah know? everything like, is just milk to dry immediately like something comes out and then you learn the whole story of it immediately and yeah you learn all the details and there's like a profile on the creator of it and it's just like oh this like uh like like wordle like how long did it take from wordle to like pop off everybody was playing it and then it was like here's the profile on the person who invented it yeah you know yep. like yep. nothing like everything is no, just immediately like, everything is milked for content by every like thing that's out there producing content as soon as it like hits yeah it's like how can, how can we incorporate this how can we exploit this yeah uh-huh. uh yeah yeah it's great it's crazy it's crazy but like also the neurodivergent in me loves it let's oh, me, let's me like, deep dive on all I this mean, stuff there like, is yeah, part yeah, give me there, more. there is part of me that does that does like love it in terms of like oh i'll read something like even with like movies or books like i read it mm-hmm. i i like i and I used to, I used to run immediately to like, you know, to read about it as soon as I finished it. Now I try to let yeah. myself process it and like form my own feelings about something. Yeah, yeah. For a what do, little I, what bit. do I think first? What do I think before I go to like read essays and like, you know, watch other things about it? I try to give myself yeah. some time to process it and like find my own feelings before I like look at other people's or critics or, you know, things that have yeah. been said about it before. um but yeah i do kind of like it in terms of like being able to like like i guess when it comes to like art and stuff you know like to see other people's interpretations of it and see like what that makes me think and feel about things like that and like kind of over process like stories and art and songs and and things like that but yeah yeah i mean like i i i find myself drawn to like just the the process of the situation like I I love watching how someone took this from idea to mm. like from concept to product. Yeah. How did you how did you go about this? Because it just like gives me new ways to to look at problem solving, you know, or yeah. like or like building things and creating things. Yeah. Well, you must love the current trend in popular movies from Nike Air, uh, from from Air <laughs> to uh, Flaming Hot Doritos to uh, <laughs> the Beanie Baby movie to Blackberry to whatever other products are going to make half commercial, half Dude, narrative movies. There's a I mean, like I loved watching all of the uh, all of the wild creator uh docs like the like the we work documentaries which mm-hmm. of which there were several um the uh like fire hulu, festival or whatever oh like, those those were those were great the the hulu john with uh amanda seyfried about um oh yeah the, Theranos, um, like mm-hmm. like that was the, those were all great the uber the uber one also great um but like there's some really they're like starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel with these there's like i think hbo has one on um do you remember what was the what was it not trivia crack but uh there was like another game that had like a a hot moment 
where uh it was it was like an app and you were playing it at everyone played at the same at the time same time it was like a trivia yeah it was like it was yeah. like trying to capitalize on like oh people who love jeopardy and watch jeopardy at the same time right yeah like, yeah and it was like you could win money i forget what it was called but i remember yeah. i remember it being popular for like a week I, and i never i don't remember i don't think i ever played it um i i played it for a bit but hbo uh, has one yeah. has like a documentary about it yeah and i'm trying oh. It was like some Gosh. sort of like live game show that you could play as an app on your phone, like a trivia game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it turns turns out that it, it was a wild story. Um, HQ trivia is, is what it was. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a wild story. I think like the eventually the dude that hosted it, I think uh, it took his own life at one point from like the weight of all of everything like uh, yeah that that happened with it so like it, wow. it's it's wor it's worthy of a duck but like everything is getting like the full full rollout from every angle yeah which like i there's part of me that loves because i love i love looking at every angle but there's also part of me that's like mm, sometimes you're like sometimes you're like reintroducing people to concepts and things and they're like is are you are is this also doing harm yeah uh-huh like like occasionally when you look at like uh like cult documentaries and like things like that and you're like you're, mm. you're bringing a lot of attention back to this and like not necessarily showing it in the worst light yeah uh-huh there, and like... there's there's also like are some of the are some of the moments around the documentaries about things bigger than the moment the thing had itself Right, like right, we're going yeah, to get to that point. We're going to run out of things, you know, and then things that should be a 10 minute section on a I love the two, 2020s type uh, yeah. show will have its own like 10 part Netflix right, like documentary. Right. Like there was that they did that they did like a full and I think it was only like three or four parts, but it was like a full like Netflix documentary on like the the kid who like sued Pepsi because of the Pepsi point, like tried to buy a yes! fighter jet. Yeah. He wanted the fighter jet. Yeah. Yeah. Like that doesn't need to be like a, that doesn't need to be four episodes. That's yeah. There's no need for that to be featured. I think I, that's, and like, that's a segment. <laughs> I watched that. I think I watched like, if there's, if there's three episodes, I watched two. If there's four episodes, I watched three and I didn't yeah. even care about finishing it because I was just like, yeah, this should be, this should be a 10 minute section on I love the 90s where everybody just like makes fun of it and they give you a little bit of facts and the cliff notes of the story. And that's all I don't need yeah. to know the backstory for the lawyer and how he's like a bad boy, <laughs> like <laughs> like some. Sort. Yeah, but I think everything is trying to do. Everything's trying to do everything. It's trying to be yeah. a story that gets turned into a documentary that gets turned. Everything's trying to be Theranos. It's a book. That gets turned yeah. into a documentary. That gets turned into a like a movie or or a television series starring somebody. Yeah. So they're trying to have it. They're trying to do the whole everything. Right, right. It goes from sto story to the podcast. It goes from book. Oh yeah, you to gotta podcast have the podcast. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. and it, they're just trying to milk milk it and in like, every medium. Yeah, and every step gets further from the actual truth, but also <laughs> gets like more in depth 
Uh-huh. So you're like you're showing more, but it's also greater and greater like well, yeah, because when you when you got when and, you have to and, pad it out, you have to go into the backstory of the lawyer or like, oh, we need to f- figure out like, you know, oh, there's this interesting thing about the secretary that like isn't in the book or the podcast. But like because of that, we could put it in the TV show and it'll be new. So that's what people. oh, there's this new angle about the, you know, one character. Right. Right. Yeah. But the problem is when it when it works it's great it's <laughs> compelling it's compelling content like the people versus oj simpson fantastic fantastic piece of art it's was it was it the most factually true uh, it's largely true yeah but the, the, the oj espn documentary is so much better than the people versus OJ Simpson. The people versus OJ Simpson is entertaining. That's the thing. Yeah, it's entertaining. Here's the thing: the people. That's... How many? What are there? Eight, like eight to ten episodes of the people versus OJ Simpson. I yeah. I watched it once and I enjoyed it. Right. The mm-hmm. the OJ Simpson like ESPN documentary is what like twenty hours long. It's like four or five like four hour episode. Or it's, it's, it's like it, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. I would, but it, it also that. covers it covers a longer amount of time too. It covers a, yeah, a long and more like subject matter. It covers more yeah. like overall like American history of the time than just right. the OJ story about yeah. But like that's something I would rewatch. Oh, it's like Ken, oh, that's sure. like Ken Burns. Yeah, yeah. Ba- that's the modern day Ken Burns baseball kind of like it's <laughs> it's it's too long. But if it's on, I will watch it. You You'll know, watch like, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. But like, yeah, I just uh, when it when it lands, it lands like the the Theranos, John. That was great television. Uh, anytime I anytime I hear Lil Wayne now. Uh, Lil Wayne taught a love. I will always associate <laughs> with that ridiculous scene. That I didn't. There. I didn't oh watch the show. I didn't watch the the narrative show, but I did read oh, the book man. and watch the documentary. So, like at that point, I was yeah. like, "Do I need to watch a, a you know, a drama about?" I'll, this I'll thing send that you like know. the five scenes you need to watch. Yeah, there's fantastic, fantastic television that came out of it. But yeah, that's, uh, but yeah, we not, don't. Not everything deserves it. That's the yeah. problem. Everyone's trying to get the that next thing, and there's a lot. And you know what? A lot though? of stinkers that come out. That's why they're a podcast. Every podcast is a little mini. <laughs> I love this week of the 2020s, and that's our true. podcast that's is true. a little. I love this week of the 2020s about you know it hoops, hip hop culture, and life. And this has been another edition. Of the Stretch Four podcast covering hoops, hip hop, culture, and life for one little week in the 2020s, and you know we want you to we want you to um, spread the word about the podcast. Want you to tell a friend maybe who might yeah. who might be interested. Tell them to go to stretchforpod.com and listen. Um, go to our Substack and sign up and and maybe we'll start writing and uh, we'll do those. <laughs> We'll do those midweek posts uh, when we, uh, you know, in between when we we have these in-depth talks with each other. But really, uh, follow your own heart in finding what you love, 
and 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 loving it in all of its mediums through the podcast version <laughs> to the book version to the television uh series documentary series to the television narrative series to the uh the the full length movie that they make and beyond i don't know what else there is besides that what other me- what other ways could we milk the same story another time the play, the Broadway musical. Yes, the musical and <laughs> the musical inspired. Yeah, that is the final step of the of of the way. So <laughs> the, the Theranos book, the Theranos docu series, the Theranos drama series, the Theranos movie, and then the Theranos uh, parody musical on Broadway. If nobody has the rights to that, maybe we'll do it. Or should we do the OJ? That's t- I mean you're you're dropping gems this episode. You're you're that's 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 two great ones. I came up with um, a great I'll I'll tell you this off air. I came up with a great jukebox musical idea the other day. Love it. Love that. Yeah, just need to find <laughs> the right band and uh and 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 uh, and I'm ready to go. Sold. Sold. So you heard it you heard it from from us. We're writing the Theranos musical. I'm writing a movie about secret shoppers and there's also a jukebox musical in the works from the stretch for podcast. We are a full on entertainment network. Uh, we're joining the AMPTM or whatever it is. We're, we're no longer on the side of the WGA and SAG. We are a, we are a motion picture and television uh, production company. Now I am David Zasloff. 